At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Monday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It is Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin in the house. Week seven, National Football League guessing lines with Chrissy, my Mishpucha. Chris Andrews, who runs the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook. First of all, Kelly, good morning to you. You good? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm just staring at four and two on our NFL sheets. I'm trying to figure out how I like broke even because that doesn't make any sense. And I'm looking at dumb live bets that that, that missed. Oh, I that's see. how. Okay. So dumb he, live betting. He's doing a little, uh, doing a little uh, accounting is what he's doing right. right now. Um, Chrissy, this league is drunk. <laughs> you had a great week, I'm sure. No. No, you no, didn't? I, you know, here's, you know, first of all, I talked to Michael Saturday night. Oh, you must have knocked them dead. You had the Bama game. You had, you know. As you know, we we did good. And first of all, let me just once again say, uh, when you fill out your application to be a bookmaker, are you a whiner? Yes. Okay, you're on your way. You know, so I don't mean the wine. I guess I am a little bit. But Michael thought we did. I said we did good, but not like as good as you thought we did. Same thing yesterday. You know, we won a cup. We won two huge games. Tampa Bay being upset by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. Green Bay not showing up at all against the Jets. So we won those two games. But, yeah, I mean, I have the list here. I'll go through. I mean, we'll go through it as we yeah. talk. You know, we lost almost almost every other game. For for those who are new to the show on Mondays, this is a tribute. This is a, a nod to the old uh, Stardust radio show of the same ilk. 
I do not know the lines. I stay in the cocoon since last night. I guess them. Chrissy tells us what he's going to post after the show. No lines available currently at the South Point. He posts them after the show. So uh, we have a little gravitas here going. And then within that exercise, hopefully, it leads us towards good bets. Uh, Cincinnati got home. That was the one I was most incredulous about last week. That has happened more often than not this year. Um, Maybe very fortunate outcomes. Let me just admit that. Every bounce has gone my way this year as opposed to to, to previous years. Doesn't mean I was stupid then, and it certainly doesn't mean I'm smart now. But this league, and I don't want to be prisoner of the moment. I always use that phrase here. But this feels like the most out-of-control random year there's ever been. And on the Megapod, let me just say one of the final questions of the beating the book of Megapod, which, by the way, again, thanks to everybody for uh, for listening. It's uh, you know it's amazing numbers each and every week, growing and growing year after year, week after week. So I appreciate it on behalf of all of us there. But we always ask one of the final two questions is, which of the big favorites is the most likely to lose outright? And in previous years, Chrissy, I would, I would ask that question of whoever were the co-hosts, now Todd Wishnev and Jeff Parlay, whoever was the rotating guest. And oftentimes the answer would be, well, you know, since you asked, none of them, none of them are going to lose. But since you asked the question, it's yeah. Team X. Now it's literally we think any of them can lose, <laughs> and it almost manifested yesterday with rare exception that almost all of them did. Yeah, I mean, well, the the Rams were pretty much in control. I'd say you know, it was a big fair, well, at least in the second half. Yeah, okay, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure we'll get to that game yeah. too. But yeah, the two two. Most popular picks, I would say, for teasers and money line parlays were Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Yeah, you know, and uh, teasers just getting destroyed. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Uh, before we get into the games for this week, and we go through the whole exercise, and we go back and we look at yesterday's games uh, as we go into the uh, lines for next week. But Circus Survivor, for those who are in that, started again with six thousand one hundred and thirty-three entries going into tonight because a lot of people have the Chargers. So it could get even lower. But out of 6,133 entries, 382 remain just shy of six weeks in. Well, what weren't the two top picks, Green Bay and Tampa Bay? No, Rams were number one. Oh, the Rams that, that's were number one. Okay. Inter- that's been the yeah. interesting thing. Of all these weeks, yeah. you'd think, oh, my God, the number one team falls every week. Only once has the number one most popular ah, team okay. fallen. That was Kelly's Jaguars last week. Ugh. You're welcome. By the way, just as a graphic, we do this segment every week. How, how hard is this you know, sport to handicap against the number, let alone Survivor? We do a Survivor strategy segment every week, and I go through, well, here are all the candidates for Survivor. Look at that. <laughs> we literally had seven choices. Chargers haven't played yet. There's one green check mark on oh there. Oh my god! Like, I mean, I'm, you just—I'm yeah. not even upset about the Jags anymore because after yesterday, I was like, uh, "Yeah, I would have lost yesterday." Anyways, it's a minefield. That's how I felt last year. I think after the Bills lost to the Jags too. Same thing. So that's that's how difficult this is. And then the other big macro statement from yesterday: Did we see the two respective conference championships? I'm talking about the Bills Chiefs previews of them. Bills Chiefs. Cowboys Eagles last night. Well, I think we definitely saw Bills Chiefs. I think, you know, barring something completely unforeseen. In other words, a regular week in the NFL. Yeah. You know, that looks like going to be the championship game, probably in Buffalo, which is going to be a huge home field advantage for them. You know, I think Philly is the best team, you know, clearly at this point in the season. And we're still, you know, what, a third of the way through? That's right. You know, so, I mean, right now they clearly are the favorite, I would say. I'm not sure about Dallas. We'll have to see how they respond with uh, with Dak Prescott. You know, yeah. I mean, sometimes uh, you know that comes back and upsets the rhythm. Sometimes they they're just going to leap miles ahead. 
you know, but I think right now that looks like uh, Philly clearly looks like the favorite. I'm not sure who the second choice would be. It might be Dallas. It might but, be Dallas. But, you know, I mean. Who's better? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, Niners. But, I mean, the whole world knew the Niners weren't going to show up yesterday. That's an amazing. That was a huge loss for us. Huge. Everybody was on Atlanta. Um, you know, I don't know who the second best team. It might might be Dallas. Yeah. It might be second best. After an amazing Saturday of college football and of baseball with amazing comebacks by both the Padres and the Guardians, and then you had a uh, NFL day yesterday, which was, yes, it was rife with upsets, but the first halves of the early window and the uh, second window last night and the, and the late window, I should say, 16 first-half field goals in the early window, seven first-half field goals in the late window, which brings us to week number seven. Kelly, what do we have Thursday night? Oh, oh we got the grand open first thing. I always forget about this. Your guesses. I love How that far song. off will he be? Because the NFL is wagging. <laughs> Which, of course, it's it's uh, young cousin college football guessing lines with Kelly tomorrow for a couple minutes. Oh yeah, that's always interesting. Thursday night this week, yes. we've got a we maybe have an okay game. Saints at Cardinals, eight fifteen Eastern time. We maybe have an okay game. Two and four Saints, two and four Cardinals. Saints lose to the Bengals yesterday. Andy Dalton, 17 of 32 for 162. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked once. Alvin Kamara, 19 for 99 on the ground. Six catches for 25 yards. 228 rushing yards for the Saints yesterday in defeat. How often does that happen? The answer is like once every 20-some years. Uh, the Saints only had one touchdown on five red zone possessions. That's kind of all you need to know about the Saints, not being able to get it in the end zone. Why they lost more than anything. Joe Burrow's second touchdown pass of the game, though, that was the big one. Came on a quick pass to the left sideline that Jamar Chase turned into a 60-yard go-ahead score, 157 left. Uh, he spun away from Brad- Bradley Roby, outran Teron Matthew. Bengals' first lead of the game, and it held the rest of the way. That was under the two-minute mark. Uh, so New Orleans falls to two and four. We got that one right on guessing lines. That was the one where I guessed three and a half, and it yeah. was it never got to three all week, and it barely got there. Let me just point that out. And then there's Arizona. What do you say about the Cardinals who fall to two and four? And I've said this week after week on this show that in all the NFL ridiculousness, what is the poster team for? You have no idea what you're getting from week to week. Is it the Chargers? Is it the Cardinals? I think it might be the Cardinals. The Cardinals managed three offensive points versus the Seahawks yesterday versus a team in the Seahawks that had given up an average of 34.5 points a game the last four weeks. The Cardinals got three. Cardinals now, uh, dating back to last year, have lost 11 of 17, including the playoffs. They've lost eight in a row at home, which applies to this game since they're hosting the uh, Saints. Kyler Murray yesterday, 23 of 37 for 222. No touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked six times, 10 carries for 100 yards, and a fumble lost. Enjoy the next five years of Kyler, Arizona. Fourth and fourth, the Seattle 21st play of the second quarter was a 3-3 to game. Cliff Kingsbury decided to go for it, allergic to field goals. Murray intended for Rondale Moore incomplete. Fourth and two at the Seattle 23, 10-12 left, down 19-9 to late. You need two scores, Chrissy. The Cardinals go for it and fail. Murray sacked. Just kick a field goal. Go down a go down a score. And then fourth and three at their own 14, down 19 to 9. 6 10 left. They had no choice. They had to go for it and converted. Uh, Murray to Ertz for six, but seven plays later on fourth and 11 from the Arizona 44, 359 left. Murray was picked by Tariq Woolen. Arizona never got the ball back until just over a minute left in the game. And at that point, it was academic. They do get DeAndre Hopkins back here, though. And so I think Arizona, I mean, this is ridiculous. I said Arizona minus three, but, like, it wouldn't surprise me if you said anything. 
Well, I made a pick. The number's right in between. It's one and a half. And once again, I give Arizona zero for home field advantage. As they should. As they well should. They're a better team on the road, even though they didn't really show up yesterday. Uh, run, they have no running game except for Murray scrambling out of the pocket. They have no running game at all. Do have some injuries in the backfield, too, though. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's, we still have to bet the games that are being played. We, we, do. You know? we do. By the way, we lost both these games yesterday involving these teams. You know, there was a ton of money on Seattle. I couldn't get them off Seattle. I ran it lower than anybody all week. And uh, the New Orleans game, you know, same thing. Uh, I had Cincinnati as high as I could all week. I said I was going to do that. Didn't matter. I, and I think we got the three yesterday at one point on Cincinnati. Um, again, I couldn't get them off Cincinnati. So the, we lost both these games. Like I said, we, we lost a whole bunch of games yesterday. We just won some high-profile ones. But I make the game pick. I'm going to wind up open at one. I'm going to be below the market here. I know the game opened, like, I want to say mostly twos and two-and-a-halves. So the sharp money last night took, took the dog. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be under the market with a one. I had the Cardinals yesterday. They were one of my two losses in millions. This team is... It, it, like you're so based on my guess, you'd be oh, you should run to bet the Cardinals. No, though I do like the DeAndre. DeAndre Hopkins will play in this game on Thursday night. Yeah, by so, the way, Murray also got sacked six times, besides about a hundred yards rushing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that that doesn't help. So I don't know. Like, does it make me want to race to bet the Cardinals? The answer is a resounding hails no. Yeah, I think Jameis might be back too, and I'm not sure there's a huge difference in my power ratings between the two. Yeah, we don't know if it's Dalton or Jameis at yeah, this point. I don't know. And does it matter, as you said? To me, it does not. Yeah. Boy, that's a game. What a poster child game that is Thursday night. Here are two teams that you have no clue what you're getting. Let's roll. New Orleans and Arizona. Enjoy, Amazon. Coming back, more guessing lines. Week 7, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. This episode is brought to you by Yes on Prop 27 and DraftKings. Half the country already allows online sports betting for adults 21 and older. It's time to let California fans in on the action. There's no good reason your friends in New York, Chicago, Phoenix, Portland, and Boston can bet online, while Californians are still forced to deal with shady bookies. Prop 27 ensures California finally catches up. So vote yes on Prop 27. Gil Alexander, Christy Andrews, guesting lines for Week 7 of the National Football League. Kelly Bidlin in the house as well. Kelly, we go to Sunday. That we do first game on Sunday, one o'clock Eastern time. Falcons at Bengals. <laughs> Every one of these matchups is going to seem ridiculous. Now, like, how do you bet this? Six and zero ATS Falcons at Bengals. Three and three uh, in the standings. Falcons three and three Bengals in the standings. Marcus Mariota, Mariota, Hawaiian pronunciation. Thirteen of fourteen yesterday. Completed his first thirteen passes. Had one uh, nonsense incompletion at the end. 13 of 14 for 129, two touchdowns, no picks, wasn't sacked. Oh, excuse me, he was sacked twice. Six carries for 50 yards and a touchdown. The Falcons were 9 of 14 on third downs. They were outgained by the Niners, 346 to 289, but the Falcons had a 168 to 50 advantage in the rushing column. The big stat, of course, let me guess, turnovers, plus three in turnovers. That's all you need to know. First one was a Jeff Wilson Jr. fumble that was recovered by A.J. Terrell, who then had a fumble of his own, recovered in the end zone by Jalen Hawkins to give Atlanta a 14 to nothing lead in the first quarter. San Francisco did get it back to 14 to 14, two Brandon Ayuk touchdowns, but Atlanta immediately responded with a touchdown drive, and the Niners never scored again. Atlanta gets it done in your worst game of the weekend, you said? Atlanta and San Francisco, your worst result? The whole world knew Atlanta was going to win this game. Yeah. Whole world knew. 
Cincinnati, on the other hand, we just talked about, they get by New Orleans. They get their only lead late, and that holds. Joe Burrow, 28 of 37 for 300, three touchdowns, no picks, sacked three times, four carries for 25 yards and a touchdown. Jamar Chase, seven, uh, seven catches, rather, 132 yards, two touchdowns. The Bengals are the only team in the NFL not to allow a second-half touchdown this season. How about that for a little random stat? They've outscored their opponents in the fourth quarter this season, 43-15, to including 9-3 to yesterday against New Orleans. Cutting to the chase, Cincinnati <laughs> minus, see what I did there? Cincinnati <laughs> minus uh, four and a half. I don't quite like your number better. I'm, my numbers came to five and a half. Uh, it's six pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, bingo time. I'm not going to dicker with the six, just being half a point off. Bingo. <laughs> so I'm going to go with six. But, you know, you know who had the highest QBR of the day? Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Uh, 95.8. I mean, he's, he's played well. The team. He doesn't I mean, make mistakes. It's awesome. Yeah. I, what did you say? Had one incompletion? I think. One incompletion. Yeah. Yeah, so he's really played well. They're well coached. And you know, a meaningless one, yeah. You know, I didn't. Uh, I I certainly didn't see this coming. I thought they'd certainly be among. We'll talk about the other team. I thought was going to be the worst team in the NFL in a later game, but uh, they're they're playing well. They've covered every number, and uh, you know, I don't know. Still think the the Bengals. Not that they were lucky, but they they pulled out a win yesterday. You know, and bad games for both these teams for me. But six, okay. Another one of these where you're like. I don't know if I want to race to play Atlanta catching six. Yeah, the I, outcomes I are so volatile here. It would yeah. seem. I mean, I think seven would be a take, but I don't think six is uh, going to make you pause. Next, Lions at Cowboys. Lions coming off a bye. Lions coming off a bye. First time we've uh, been able to say that this year at Dallas. Dallas falls to four and two yesterday. Last night, in case you missed it, losing to the Eagles. Pretty interesting ball game too, because the Eagles led it twenty to nothing. Dallas came all the way back to make it 20-17, to 17, and then a sort of soul-crushing drive for the Eagles to put it away. Uh, there were some other shenanigans. We'll get into it right here. Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush had a 1.0 passer rating in the first half. That's at a 158. Wow. Um, 1.0, ladies and gentlemen. And it was, uh, as we mentioned, 20-3 to three, uh, at the half, anyway. It was, well, let's start from the beginning. Fourth and three at the Dallas 38. 328 left in the first quarter. Scoreless game. Eagles go and convert. Hurts to Brown for 11. Seven plays later. Fourth and four at the Dallas 10 with eight seconds left in the first quarter. And a neutral zone infraction from Dante Fowler Jr. Sanders from five out. Seven to nothing. Philadelphia first play of the second quarter. Horrible neutral zone infraction there to give the... Uh, Eagles a shot at the touchdown, and they capitalize. First play from scrimmage, ensuing drive. Cooper Rush, pass picked by C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Seven plays later, hurts to Brown for 15, 14 to nothing. Ensuing drive, fourth and inches from their own 34. After C.D. Lamb was questionably called short of the sticks on third down, mm-hmm. and Dallas doesn't challenge uh, it. Bad mistake. Down 14 to nothing, 9.30 left in the second quarter. Rush, incomplete pass intended for Peyton Hendershot. That leads to a Jake Elliott 51-yard field goal. It's 17 to nothing. Fifth play ensuing drive. Rush with another pick, this time by Darius Slay. That leads to another Jake Elliott field goal. This one for 34 out. 20 to nothing, Philly. 147 left in the second quarter. 20 to 3 at the half, and you're like, Philly's just destroying this team. This is, wow, what we're watching is the, the, the team that is announcing itself as by far the best team in the NFC. But instead, Dallas comes out. They adjust. And they start moving the ball on offense in the second half. 
Helped by an injury to Lane Johnson on the other side of the ball, by the way. Got it to 20-17, to but Philly immediately responded with that back-breaking 75-yard touchdown drive I referred to to go back up two scores, 26-19. to They uh, they failed on a two-point conversion. They got it at the one-yard line, decided to go for two, failed on the two-point conversion, so they were up nine. Second and eight for Dallas at their own 40. Now, this is where the game really, for all intents and purposes, came to a close. Down nine, Dallas trying to matriculate. Rush is picked deep by C.J. Gardner-Johnson again, and C.D. Lamb was wide open on the play. Defender had fallen, but Rush was hit by Brandon Graham, causing the ball to sort of uh, flutter under thrown. It did. And the game was kind of truly over, if you didn't buy that, when Brent Maher then pushed a 59-yard field goal wide right on the ensuing drive, ensuing Cowboys drive with 113 left. Rush ends up 18 for 38 for 181, one touchdown, three picks, was not sacked. Ten penalties for the Cowboys for 72 yards. What do you know? Turnover column, Chrissy, minus three in turnovers. Again, those first two first-half picks leading to 10 Philadelphia points in that third one, really the game-clinching moment um, of the game, the, the game-deciding moment at the end where Philly had uh, won it for sure at that point for all intents and purposes. Now, Dak Prescott said his plan is to play on Sunday, hosting Detroit. I uh, said he eyes a return from his fractured right thumb, against the visiting Detroit Lions. If that's the case, the Cowboys have got to be double-digit favorites. I'll say they're 10-point favorites. Wow. I kind of like your number better. It's seven like a blanket. Wow. Uh, I'm assuming Dak will play. Without Dak, I I made the Cowboys eight. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, I think this team is still very good. Uh, The other thing, you know, Ezekiel Elliott had, had a very good game yesterday. I think I marked it down here. He had uh, 13 carries, 81 yards. I thought he really played well, which, I, you know, I think Pollard has been certainly the answer mm-hmm. so far this year, but Elliott played well. I don't downgrade Dallas much losing from the, to this team. You know, they made a pretty valiant uh, comeback in the second half. I thought that, you know, they, they cut it to four at one point. I mean, <laughs> stop the game. Oh, yeah. Cut it to three? Yeah. yeah, stop the game. I would have been fine with that. Um, yeah, you know, I think seven is really a low water mark here. Wow. But I'm going to open at seven. I'm going to think about opening at seven and a half. Uh, But it is a blanket seven right now. But I like it higher, uh, you know, probably about 10, you know, Prescott sight unseen. I mean, but I think he's got to be worth at least a couple points over Cooper Rush, no matter how good he's played so far this year. But uh, I kind of like your number better. I think seven is a cheap number. Kelly and I do, uh, in addition to, you know, certain – benchmark segments we do during the week. We already referred to, we do a survivor strategy and how poorly that ended up uh, this past week. One of the other things we do is NFL power rankings, which everybody does, right? We do it tomorrow. We do it usually Tuesday after yep. the Monday night game. And I never, like when we've done power rankings, we did on primetime action. I was like, okay, I'll put my power ranks out. No big deal, right? This year, though, has been fascinating. And I find myself thinking about it more mm-hmm. than ever before. And the reason is, is because you have three teams at the top I have Buffalo 1, I think Kelly has Buffalo 1, and then pick your order between Philadelphia and Kansas City, 2 and 3. But after that, it is like everybody has a different answer. And when do you remember a time in an NFL season where you're like, I have no clue. who I can't argue with your number 4, and you can't argue with mine. Dallas could be that team only because that defensive front is yeah. so good that they might be the best unit out there. Because if it's like, – I had San Francisco at four last week. Who did you have, Kelly, at four? You know, Man, I don't even remember. I had, four, I had San Francisco four. Now I think it was Bucks. I had Bucks. You had the Bucks. Oh, well, they're no. not there anymore. No, not yeah. anymore. Tumbling now. Won't so, be this week. So that's the thing. Like, I feel vindicated yeah. about the Bucks. you know, having 
underrated them supposedly with these lines guessing every week. But like some of these teams in the top ten, the Bucks, the Rams, the Packers. I mean, like the NFC. These, these a teams are so bad. Yes, the NFC is a nightmare. I mean, who's the second best team in the NFC? And then you you almost have to what, what my top ten ends up being is I give teams the excuse like Miami doesn't have their quarterback so them San Francisco has a bunch of injuries so they're, they every get team to say, has an excuse every team has an excuse I, I'm looking right now I got San Francisco number four that's what I have I'm not and Baltimore and Baltimore which we'll get to Baltimore could be six and zero oh. yeah I got them like number five and I'm gonna yeah. go on and tell you I, the one thing I was right about this year is Baltimore's not that good well none of <laughs> none of them. Coming back, more guessing lines, week seven, numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to the best betting talent in the game if you haven't subscribed yet. If you have not subscribed yet, that is, VSIN has a midseason offer to make you a smarter better. Sign up now for just $99 and get VSIN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl. You get everything VSIN has to offer, including our 24 7 live shows and subscriber only betting guides to college bowl season and the Super Bowl, all for less than the normal monthly rate. You also get VEASAN subscriber-only season prep guides to the NHL, NBA, and World Cup. That's subscriber-only season prep guides to the NHL, NBA, and World Cup. It's the best bet in the game. $99 for VEASAN Pro. Now through the Super Bowl. Sign up at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate the uh, feedback. We get tweets elsewhere as well. I'm just reading my own here. Uh, Chance Copperpot, who I'm starting to believe is Kelly Bidlin. (laughs) He says, okay. Not that I didn't agree with you before, Gil, but this NFL season is absolutely bonkers. It is Plinko. The props are Plinko. The sides are Plinko. The totals are Plinko. It's all freaking Plinko. Why are we betting real money on this? Bring on the NBA. Let's go, Chance. <laughs> That's how I know it's Kelly. <laughs> Bring on the NBA. Just because we pointed out how much we liked his name the other week Chance. doesn't mean it's me, Gil. That's no, true. Maybe. Uh, it's wreaking havoc. How bad is Mike McCarthy that he obviously doesn't challenge that spot and rushes to run a play and they didn't get it? Oh, it's it was terrible. It's absolutely terrible. We just talked about it in the last uh, segment. Oh, that was bad. We had another weekend of epidemic of non-sneaking where it's like, just sneak the ball. 
Just get up there, get under center, Just and fall, fall forward. forward. And now it's blatant where you get your guys behind you pushing you. It's not even fall forward. It's fall forward and have two guys behind you push you forward. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. formation to it's push you forward. In formation. But no, it's, let's go out of the shotgun. It's third and one. Let's go out of the shotgun, run it, throw it outside, not get there. What are we watching? Damashek had a tweet. What did he have? Uh, Thursday night when we were watching that debacle. Dave Damashek, Pittsburgh boy. Uh-huh. Tribesman. Tribesman. Says, okay, Roger, you win. We're going to watch no matter what you put out here. Yeah. I mean, we watched every play of that game. It is true, though, right? Yeah. It is true. If Hello, we, Dave Damashek, by the way. We were just talking about, um, you know, if this is the NBA and the Magic are playing the Hornets, we're not watching it. No. Sorry, Magic and Hornets franchises. Pick your two teams in baseball, right, who are also Rams. We're not watching it. But the NFL, come on. I got nine we're, TVs. We're They're all yeah, filled. I'm going to. And if there's a 10th game on TV, I'm pissed that I can't get it on yeah. one of my nine. If Roger Goodell tomorrow sent me an email and was like, you owe me $25 if you want to watch this weekend, I'd be like, here it is immediately. <laughs> here you go, Roger. Here it is immediately. Do you take Visa? <laughs> yeah, do you take Visa? Without question. I would respond, hey, uh, if you want to do something about that Dan Snyder problem I got, then you got your $25. <laughs> I'd have a little negotiation with him. Yeah, yeah. All right, what's next? 1 o'clock Eastern still on Sunday. Colts at Titans. Isn't it funny? We look up and the AFC South still has those two teams at the yeah. top. Colts futures are back live. I don't think they ever left. Three, two, and one Colts now against the three and two Titans. By the way, the Colts yesterday didn't have Jonathan Taylor. They didn't yeah. have Naheem Hines. They didn't have Shaquille Leonard. They didn't have Quiddy Pay. Just off the top of my head. Matt Ryan yesterday, 42 of 58 for 389. Three touchdowns, no picks, and he was not sacked. Pristine Matt Ryan. Only needing a field goal to win. Matty Ice, 32-yard touchdown pass to rookie Alec Pierce. Caught it just over the hands of defender. 17 seconds left to give the Colts 34-27 uh, lead. They got the two-point conversion to make it 34-27. to And uh, that held because there was very little time on the clock left for the Jacksonville Jaguars at that point. Dan Marino uh, had 61,361 yards. Well, Matt Ryan just passed him. To get seventh all time, 61,499. By the way, 45 career game winning drives now for Matty Ice. And he's also fifth all time with 30 career games of 350 or more passing yards. Hall of Fame? Anyone? Sure. He's borderline. He's like the Craig, he's going to Craig Biggio his way into the Hall of Fame, is what he's going to do. Frank Reich also continues to talk about him post-game like he is the greatest quarterback that has ever played the game. Well, Frank Reich had like a creepy relationship with Carson Wentz, too. Like it was like, get a room, guys. Oh, okay, well, th- yeah. that's what I'm hearing every Sunday now yeah. uh, from Frank Frank Reich about Matt Ryan. It's like, what 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 is this about? Good on the Colts for getting it done without those players. Three, two, and one. Uh, Pittman, 13 catches for 134. Deion Jackson with the injuries to both uh, Hines and Jonathan Taylor. 12 carries, 42 yards, and a touchdown. 10 catches for 79. The Colts were 10 of 15 on third down, and they're play- they're taking on Tennessee. Tennessee coming off the bye. Tennessee has won three straight now by a combined 13 points, should be noted. AFC South battle. Tennessee by, I'll give it a little more than three because the Colts are still the Colts. I'll say Tennessee by four. Wow. I do not like your number better. What is it? It's two and a half juice on the favorite, three juice on the dog. Oh. I got. I can't. My numbers I came. Thought, to, I, I was overcompensating for what I thought the line would be. Yeah. yeah. I, my numbers came to Tennessee one. You know, I've been waiting for this Colts team to finally wake up. Matt Ryan played great. He did. And no running game. 
what did I have in my notes here? You probably mentioned it. Yeah, they had 45 yards rushing, you know. So he the he really had to carry the team. You know, two best runners were out. They showed in the numbers. Uh, I made it once. I mean, I'm going to open two and a half. They'll probably lay it to me. I'm looking the openers last night opened anywhere from pick to uh, to two. So money has definitely showed on the Titans in this game. But I'm going to go ahead and take a bet at two and a half. I, I don't want to say the Colts have arrived. I'm not going quite that far. But, you know. <laughs> But, I mean, this was a hot pick early in the year yeah, in the preseason for, I, to I be was, a Super Bowl contender. I was one of them. Not, not Super Bowl contender, but I thought they'd win their division. Yeah, well, that was a terrible division. Yeah. yeah so, I'm not sure. I'm going to take a bet at two and a half, though. I, I think I think that's okay. I, listen, if I open three, they'd wind up taking the three off me. So, I have my choice right here, and I'm going to take a bet at two and a half. I don't love any of these yet. I think that was a big win yesterday. I mean, yesterday. I mean yeah, it came right down to the end, but, yeah. like, the fact that the fact that the Jaguars knew coming in that Jonathan Taylor was going to be out, Naeem Hines was going to be out, and Matt Ryan still did that, like, hey, yeah, that was a that was the first time it was like, okay, I'm kind of impressed by this Colts team right now. One of the few games we didn't lose yesterday was, but we didn't win. We just kind of broke even on that game. Didn't need anything. I had the Colts and the Bengals in millions, and it's just like every bounce, right? Let's say, up, oh, got there at the end. The Plinko chip went, went, went my way at the end, yep. both of those. Yeah, I hear you. Bengals saved me yesterday. All right, still 1 o'clock Eastern time. Packers at Commanders. Ooh. Packers at the Commodes. Packers fall to 3-3. Three and three. They lose outright to the Jets. And uh, Washington with the extra rest here after that scintillating win over the Bears on Thursday night. So Green Bay yesterday. Zero points on their first seven drives. This just in Aaron Rodgers, still their quarterback. Rodgers ended up 26 of 41 for 246, one touchdown, no picks. He was sacked four times. Tunyon was his biggest target, I guess, 10 for 90. Lazard, four for 76 and a touchdown. Fourth and three at the Jets, 46, down three to nothing. They went and failed on a pass intended for Dobbs. And we used to call him Dubs, by the way. Fourth and 14 at the Jets, 37, down 24 to 10. This is with 919 left. They go for it. They kind of had to down two touchdowns. They failed. Rodgers incomplete pass intended for Tunyon. Green Bay did get within 17 to 10 at one point in this game late in the third quarter, but the Jets responded with a 66-yard drive capped by a Brees Hall 34-yard scamper, and the Jets never looked back. Jets were kind of dominant in this game. Can I use that word? Yeah. Pretty dominant. Jets have players, man. We'll get to them. So Green Bay falls to 3-3, and and then Aaron Rodgers had a really uncomfortable press conference. Or someone asked him if the, if he thought the team was uh, in crisis. I believe he's like, I don't know what that means. Uh, are you wobbly? Well, I'll see what other. I'll see if anybody breaks ranks and says something, but they shouldn't. Kind of paraphrasing. Yeah, it was a little odd. A little Just odd. like all his press conferences. Everything. Are. Great looking coat though in the press conference yesterday. Should I, be that noted. was my biggest. Take Should there. be noted. Oh, it was a good looking coat. Now that you mention it, yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It was a good looking coat. And then Washington. Um, Carson Wentz on Thursday, twelve of twenty-two for ninety-nine. Threw for ninety-nine yards. In Washington's win, no touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. Washington only mustered 14 first downs against the Bears. They were outgained 392 to 214. You know the rest. They were only 2 of 11 on third down, but they were plus two in turnovers, and the two turnovers were all that mattered. Stopped the Bears once on a deep drive, and then uh, a muffed punt by the Bears put Washington in business, and that was really the difference in that game. Taylor Heineke could be your guy. Let's go. Does that affect your number? No. no. If anything, it moves it towards Washington. I said Green Bay minus four. I actually said four. Uh, my numbers come to five and a half. Yeah. It's pretty much a blanket five. Okay, dicker once again. I'm not going to dicker with that. I'm a half point difference. I think five is fine. Uh, Washington, 
you know, of course, we lost that game too on Thursday night. Six-yard touchdown drive. Yeah, that was well, that was the ball game. Um, Most uninspired win in Washington franchise history, I believe. Really? You probably you, have a few of those on your list. Someone that's... Po- someone pointed out to me, you're right, Gil, but there was a George Allen game. They literally <laughs> responded that way to me. I was like, oh, sorry, I missed that one. George Allen. It's who, the early 70s. They yeah, had to go back to find a worse one. Who died after having a Gatorade dumped on him listen, at uh, Long Beach. Listen, we all have our uh, our kryptonite. Yeah, I, I think I think five is okay. I mean, Green Bay, I mean, there's clearly something wrong here. You're looking at the two best quarterbacks of the last decade. Neither one of them. I don't know. Is there heart in the game still? You know, Rodgers and Brady? I mean, is there heart in the game? I don't know. I don't know. And Rodgers seems to give off this aura of, hey, look, it's never my fault. Even though he doesn't use those words. Yeah. That's how it feels to me. I think he's kind of had that attitude. Yeah. Ask his family, and none of them talked to him. That's right. I mean, I think he's kind of been that way, and uh, it's coming to fruition now. So what's your number in the end? Five. Five. Let's go, Heineke. Hit that pylon, baby. I'll be your friend, Aaron. Just give me a coat. <laughs> there you go. Uh, these games are, uh, how can I put this, not scintillating from a fan perspective? Let's see if we can find something scintillating on the other side. Numbers Game Vista, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We got a lot to get to here, Kelly. What is next? Early window on Sunday, week seven. Yeah, next up, we have the Buccaneers at Panthers. Well, the Buccaneers took away uh, one of my survivor entries and so many others. Yeah. Buccaneers couldn't get it done against your Pittsburgh Steelers, Chrissy. Couldn't get it Hence done. Hence the shirt. Hence the shirt. Ergo, the Steelers decal. Brady, Tom Brady, that is. Tommy, 25 of 40 for 243 in defeat. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked twice. Behind an offensive line, quite frankly, that had uh, issues protecting him. That's the understatement of the, uh, of the day. Godwin, six for 95. Uh, they had a fourth and one at the Pittsburgh 13, down 20 to 12. Five ten left. They went for it, converted on a two-yard pass. Next play, Fournette scored on a dump off. But the two-point conversion failed, so it was 20 to 18. And then here's where it really was decided. They couldn't stop Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky, who had come in for Kenny Pickett uh, in the third quarter, 
after uh, a hit that uh, knocked Pickett out of the game. Trubisky, third and 15 at their own 20, at Pittsburgh's own 20 with 3.07 left. Trubisky to Claypool for 17. Then third and 11 from the pit, 36 with 2.15 left. Trubisky to Claypool for 26. Trubisky, baby. Of course, every Steelers fan was like, well, you know, Pickett would have won this game by 55 points if he had stayed in. Because Pittsburgh fans are like, whoa, just absolutely. I'm right here. Oh, so, I'm sorry. I forgot you were right <laughs> for a second. Can't stand how much they hate Trubisky. By the way, Trubisky's still a captain on that team after, like, the way he behaved dealing with this benching. Like, they love him. You could see yeah. from Claypool after the game how much he loves Trubisky. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. By the way, he had the second highest QBR of the day, 90, 91.2. All right, we'll get to them. And then there's Carolina, who the Rams beat. Hit it! Oh, Sean McCollum. Yeah. So late. There it is. There it is. Is he texting his girlfriend over there? We had a a reserve survivor person in today this morning. It's all right, Sean. You'll get another shot one day. Carolina has now lost 12 of 13 games. They're so bad at football, it's not even funny. They were outscored 17 to nothing by the Rams in the second half. Steve Wilkes, the interim coach, had to send Robbie Anderson to the locker room shortly before the end of the third quarter after he had a a shouting match with uh, the receivers coach, Joe Daly. Uh, P.J. Walker, 10 of 16 for 60 yards, 60 yards of football. Then he had a neck injury. By the way, no touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. He had a neck injury. So in came Jacob Eason. He was 3 of 5 for 59. Most of that, though, on a catch and run from McCaffrey. No touchdowns, one pick. Uh, he, was not, he was not sacked. McCaffrey, 13, carries for 69, 7 catches for 89. But here's the deal. The Panthers had eight first downs in this game. Eight. They were 2 of 10 on third down. They only mustered 203 total yards. And... Again, it was like 150-160-ish before that McCaffrey catch and run late. They were out time of possession, if you will, 37.05 to 22.55. Panthers had seven punts and one pick on their final eight possessions of this game, excluding a first-half kneel down. And again, their only, their only real points, Dante Jackson returning an interception 30 yards for a touchdown for the Panthers. I bet you if you had the Panthers' defense in fantasy, you'd actually be doing pretty well with them because they score. But man, do they stink. And the, uh, the Rams aren't any good. And for those of us who had the Rams in Survivor, that was a sweat for a half of football. And then you were like, oh, thank God it's against the Panthers, which is why you wanted to pick them, right? And they were the biggest favorite on the board. Because the Panthers might be flirting with, remember a couple years ago, we just picked on the Jets and the Jaguars in Survivor? The Panthers are getting into that mode. Uh, P.J. Walker, this is according to uh, Charles McDonald, uh, number one Mahomes truther, he calls himself. P.J. Walker did not complete a pass further than one yard down the field. Oh, my gosh. By the way, his QBR, 5.6. And he'll still be P.J. Harvey forever from now. <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay minus 8.5. I threw it in between the 10 and the 7. Now Tampa Bay is no good either. Oh, no, I know, I know. Yeah, it, it's 10 pretty much everywhere. Oh, wow. My numbers came to 10.5 for the third dicker of the uh, <laughs> episode. Yeah. Uh, I think 10 is fine. I'm not going crazy with, uh, with, with uh, Tampa, but uh, I think 10 is okay. I don't know if they get healthy against this team or not. If there's anyone to get healthy against, it would be them. But I think 10 is okay. It's, so, it's like Tampa Bay's so bad, but the Panthers are miserable. So, I mean, it came out this morning that you know Brady missed Saturday's walkthrough to go to Robert Kraft's wedding. Which he didn't know was a wedding, but it ended up oh. being a wedding. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, again, is that a guy that's all in? 
He's still, he's still getting Wednesdays off, too, I think, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It just seems to me like he's not all – I don't know if there's problems with Giselle at home. I, you know, that's been the rumor, you know. I mean, Oh, it's more than a rumor, yeah. Okay, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I certainly believe that. You mean you're not on top of that gossip? I'm not. I'm not. He didn't know it was a wedding? Jeez. No, I think it was like a surprise wedding. That's At least that's what I, the, what I heard. Like, really? Like all the people were invited to some event, yeah. and it ended up being his wedding. You know he what? went to the event not knowing it was a wedding Correct. and skipped. Nah. I have I... more of a problem with this now. Because I, at first <laughs> I was like Robert Kraft, yeah. the owner yeah. of the Patriots, had a wedding during football season. I, like, I rip on friends of mine that have weddings during football season. The owner of an NFL team had a wedding, and then he tricked everybody into going. Tricked it. It's drinkable. I like when Kelly Boyd's like that. Oh, he was pointing. Yeah, he was, yeah. <laughs> wow, that was crashing. It's too. very George Costanza. Hey. All right. <laughs> we moving on? Yes, we're moving on. One o'clock Eastern time. Giants and Jaguars. Have does, fun. does that make me want to bet the Bucks? Because it's no. Uh Giants and Jags. Five and one Giants, two and four Jags. Who had that before the season started? Remember how much love the Jags were getting from everybody? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Not here. Not me. Not us. I fell for it. I certainly didn't think the Giants were going to be five and one, though. Giants five wins surpasses their entire win total from last year when they had four wins, and they've they've come back from ten plus point deficits in three of those wins. Meanwhile, by the way, the Ravens, the team they beat, blew a game for the third time this season where they had a double digit win, but that's a double digit lead. But that's another story for another time when we get to the Ravens. Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, nineteen of twenty seven for one seventy three, two touchdowns, no picks. Four sacks, uh, four times sacked, and the Giants come from behind, win over the Ravens. Fourth game-winning drive in fourth quarter overtime this season for Danny Dimes, the most in the NFL. He's John Elway, this guy. All right, maybe not. Barkley, 22 for 83 and a touchdown on the ground. Now, the Giants, before the Giants fans go crazy, they were outgained 406 to 238 in this game. But they outscored the Ravens 14 to nothing in the final six minutes and one second. Fourth quarter, down 20 to 10. After the Ravens got a Lamar to Andrews uh, touchdown that, you know, came a good second, second and a half after the play clock went to zero. One of those. The Giants put together a 75-yard drive, ending in a Daniel Jones to Daniel Bellinger eight-yard touchdown. 6-0-1 left. Down three. Ensuing drive, and this is the play of the game. Third and five for Baltimore at their own 40. 3-0-4 left. A premature snap in shotgun. Jackson's not ready for it. He picks it up as the ball caroms away. He picks it up on the fly while running and makes a terrible decision to throw it on the run. Picked by Julian Love, and after a return, Giants in business. First and 10 at the Baltimore 13. Three plays later, Saquon from one out, 24 to 20. First lead of the game for the Giants. Second play from scrimmage in the ensuing drive. Jackson was sacked by Kayvon Thibodeau. He fumbled. Leonard Williams recovered, and the Ravens never saw the ball again. Barkley prevented the Ravens from getting the ball back, by the way, when he went down after getting a first down instead of walking into the end zone. Good on you, Saquon. And then there's Jacksonville. Lost to the Colts. We already talked about it. 14 straight AFC South losses on the road. Lost three straight despite gashing in these... uh, Rushing defense, usually stout rushing defense, for 243 yards. Big play after big play. But in the end, no. Lawrence was 20 of 22 for 163. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked four times. Six of 23 on the ground for two touchdowns. Etienne, 10 for 86 on the ground. Two for 22 catching. But in the end, sorry. Fourth and one at the Indy, 32. 114 left in the third quarter, up 21 to 19. They went for it, got stuffed on an option play. And then fourth and one at the Indy, 42, 548 left down, 26-21. They went for it, converted. Lawrence snuck it. There's a sneak. Six plays later, 
Lawrence hit Christian Kirk for the go-ahead touchdown to go up 27 to 26. Two-point attempt failed, 248 left, but Indy's game-winning drive that we talked about followed, and Jacksonville basically had no shot with only 11 seconds left on the clock when their offense stepped back on the field. Giants at Jacksonville. So I struggled with this, right? Because one team's five and one, the other's two and four. Yeah. I said Jacksonville still was a favorite, but I only made him a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I, once again, I like your number better. I made it one-and-a-half. It's three. I see a little bit of three with juice on the dog. Uh, I'm going to open a two-and-a-half. I'm going to take a bet because you know how guys are with the three when they see a two-and-a-half and there's a three out there. You know, it's the last two-and-a-half they're ever going to see in their life, and the game's definitely coming three. So they'll beat down the doors and lay me a two-and-a-half. But I, I think two-and-a-half, I'm not sure – Jacksonville does not deserve to be a three-point favorite. Here. And so the number you're putting up is? Two and a half. All right. Make sure to factor in quarterback changes into your own numbers when handicapping games this week. Cooper Rush versus Dak Prescott. Maybe no factoring. Carson Wentz to Taylor Heineke, perhaps. It's your pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show, so that means at least 20 every day. They're all available for VEASAN pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. Come on, let's find something on the other side. Next. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Oh, Baton Rouge. Don't want to forget about Baton Rouge. How about that LSU performance, by the way, this weekend? Wow. Nice. Uh, it's Gil Alexander. Kelly Bidlin here as well. Chrissy Andrews, that voice you hear is that of Chrissy Andrews, runs the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook right behind us from where we broadcast the majestic South Point Hotel Casino. Can we call it majestic? Yeah. Sure. It was majestic this week. We had the South Point 400. Yeah. Which, you know, they're not big sports bettors, but, <laughs> boy, if you like beer for breakfast, uh, this was the place to be. <laughs> but we had a monster hand. I, I mentioned to you during the break. Biggest Saturday, biggest college football handle of the year on Saturday, biggest NFL handle of the year Sunday. It will not be that way this week. <laughs> terrible college schedule and a terrible NFL schedule. My parents went to a NASCAR. Really? They, they went they to a NASCAR last, event yeah. before I ever did, which was one of the yeah. big upsets in our family history. And I, and I remember asking my mom afterwards, so how'd you like it? She was like, Gilly, it was so loud. That was her big takeaway. Yeah. She had other things to say, but I won't uh, say them for, for the air. I have the, never they're been. They're very dedicated I've never fans. been. Kelly, you ever been? Never been. No, I never no. have. Would you I, like to go? I, actually, I would like to go to one sometime, yeah. If it's, I, not, I on a, if it's not on a football Sunday, right? Yeah, yeah I Right. Yeah. I can't go on a football Sunday. Like, go. you know, I got golf yeah. action going or something, yeah. Uh, by the way, about Robert Kraft's wedding, uh, it was, in fact, a surprise wedding. I got that right. Jay Sullivan, we have, like, correspondence all the way across Was the Was a girl end. surprise? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. Well, that's a, that's a good one. That's a good question. No, I think she knew. She knew. Oh, okay. Uh, Jay Sullivan, who's always out here at the uh, South Point. Yeah, you know, yeah. We love Jay. He said yeah. a Kraft wedding was scheduled on the only open date that Elton John had on his schedule. John wanted to pour, uh, perform at his, quote-unquote, friend's wedding, so Kraft accommodated him. Uh, it was announced as a kickoff and a touchdown party, not revealing that the occasion was a wedding. It was reported that most guests were completely taken by surprise and didn't know it was a wedding. By the way, in attendance, not only at Tom Brady, 81-year-old Robert Kraft uh, marrying Dr. Dana Blumberg, for those scoring at home. Uh, Tom Brady was there, so was a whole bunch of Patriots. Randy Moss. And how old is Dr. Uh, Blumberg? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Yeah, good question. I got another question. Did Elton John perform? Was, it, is that, was that part of what you just said? 
Well, you know, we can turn this into entertainment tonight. But <laughs> I got so many questions. You I, duped your friends into a coming to a wedding. It's more interesting than these games, apparently. <laughs> By the way, we haven't gone through one hour. We haven't gone through one hour of guessing lines at any point this year without having like, it, you know, value isolated. I have nothing so far today. Yeah, I, I got nothing up to all the games we've done so far. I think Dallas. You like you? Yeah, Dallas maybe. Yeah, because that I yeah that could be. Uh, Dana Blumberg age. Since you, since you asked. 47. Okay, I was thinking 25, but okay. We got tweets. Beating the book. Thank you, by the way, Jay Sullivan, for clarifying all that yeah, for Yeah, thanks, us. Jay. I met Jay last week. Great Good guy. guy. Great guy. Yeah. Uh, Kate Bender, 23, Kevin B. Says, do you think the fact you don't know who's <laughs> going to win in the NFL adds to the enjoyment? People say baseball's losing popularity because it's too slow, but don't you think part of it's that you can probably name 10 of the 12 playoff teams before the season? Yeah, there's probably something to that. By the way, I have a, a baseball rant tomorrow as well. Ooh. <laughs> about about that subject, but kind of not that subject. Uh, this is from, um, and by the way, way to go, Padres. Come on, Guardians. Make our division rounds two for two today. Uh, this is Byro. Looks like my book took down the Cowboys-Lions line after y'all's segment on it. Yeah, I don't think that was us. But thank you for making the correlation. Uh, this is from, oh, a whole bunch of web, uh, Murphy, 12800. 12,800. Gil, I've been watching and betting football for 40 years. I've got Prime Video, and after watching the first three games on Prime, I can honestly say there's no chance I'll watch this Thursday game. Love the show. Thank you. Alpha Sports Betting. Heineke has a better QBR and seems to have more respect from the team. You could say he really knows how to command a room. Oh. oh. See what he did there. Yeah, I tell you, all my buddies, like, the first week, they're like, let's take command, Gil. I wanted to punch him in the face. Not you, Alpha Sports Betting, my friends. Dom Perrion. The way this NFL season is going, we'll need Joe Pita's survivor hedging strategy by Halloween. His survivor stre- uh, hedging strategy was awesome, but I will say this. The chance of this getting to Christmas now is a large underdog. I told you that, yeah. Large underdog now at this point. I didn't make it. Chance Copperpot also wants to know how his uh, Bailey Zappi Rookie of the Year play is looking now. 200 to 1. Now it's 16 to 1. He says it's still going to lose, likely, but I did channel your energy from under a cloud of smoke, Jason Weingarten. Got to make sure. All right. On and on. We appreciate all the tweets. We'll get to more in a bit. So Let's... Robert Kraft, 81, married a 47-year-old? That's correct. Okay. The Prophet Muhammad? Yes. Said take half your age for a man. Uh-huh. Take half your age, add seven. That's a perfect marriage partner. Robert Kraft right there. <sighs> Got to figure that, it out. That's exactly what he did. That, yeah. And you round it down. Yeah. yeah. Wow. 40 plus seven. Yeah. So you're saying that Robert Kraft, tribesman... <laughs> <laughs> took advice from Muhammad, other tribe. Yeah, you know, I mean, okay. All right, let's, all right, let's not get into this. Still at a wedding during football Why season, though. Uh, last early game, 1 o'clock Eastern, Browns at Ravens. Cleveland's 2-4. and four, Baltimore's 3-3. Three and three. Cleveland, 3-3 three to three game yesterday uh, against the, uh, who did they play, the Patriots, was it? 3-3 three yeah. three game. Yeah. Fourth Lost and, that one, too, by the way. Fourth and one at the New England 18. 14 minutes left in the second quarter. They sneak and they failed. Apparently, sneaks can fail. Jacoby Brissett, 21 of 45, 266, one touchdown, two picks. He was sacked four times. Nick Chubb was held below 100 yards from scrimmage, 100 total yards from scrimmage for the first time this season. And again, we go to the turnover column. The Browns were minus three in turnovers. They had four. The Patriots had one. That led to 17 New England points. And then there's Baltimore. Baltimore we talked about against the Giants. They've led every game this season, the Ravens have, by double digits. They're the only one of those teams, and there's 40 instances of that happening where a team has led every one of their first six games by double digits. They're the only one of those teams of, of 40 instances to ever do that and go three and three. Yeah. 
Lamar. It's, t- it's time we cannot ignore that. We can't ignore it. We can't. <laughs> Lamar, 17 of 32 for 210. One touchdown, one pick. He was sacked twice, seven carries for 77 yards. But that big fumble lost. Uh, in fact, if you look back at the last three games, Lamar has three touchdowns and four picks. Lamar Jackson. Kenyon Drake had himself a game, 10 carries for 119 and a touchdown. Mark Andrews filling up the box score, seven catches for 106 and a touchdown. But they had 10 penalties for 74 yards. And again, uh, just to review, Baltimore collapsed against Miami. Week two, you may recall, they allowed four touchdowns in the fourth quarter, 42 to 38 loss. They blew an early 17-point lead against Buffalo in week four. You may remember that when a late pick by Jackson gave the Bills an opportunity to drive for the game-winning field goal. And then yesterday up 20 to 17. Um, it was actually 20 to 10 and then 20 to 17 when Jackson had a third down sneak. We talked about to the Baltimore 46. Oh, we didn't talk about this before the, uh, pick. They had a third down sneak to the Baltimore 46 for an apparent first down, but they had an illegal formation nullify it. And then the premature shotgun snap after that on third and five that went past Jackson. Then he picked it up, made the dumb decision a poor decision. I should say to, uh, throw the ball. Desperation pass intercepted by Love. Return to the 13th. They did outgain the Giants by 256 yards, uh, 256 to 90 in the opening half, but it was only 10 to 7. 256 to 90, and they only led 10 to 7. Uh, Baltimore by a by seven by a touchdown because Cleveland is no good. That's exactly what my numbers come to. Seven. I see six and a half. One six hanging out there. I gotta say, I like the six and a half a little better. Uh, because I like I had talked about previously on the show in past episodes, what's the next number? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be seven and a half? Well, it can't be seven and a half with this Baltimore team. You know that, like I said, you cannot ignore the leads they've blown. You cannot ignore that Jackson is not playing that well. Uh, so I'd like six and a half a little bit better. It, it might wind up going to seven, but I don't see it going to seven and a half. So I think I'm going to open six and a half instead of the seven, which is exactly what my power ratings come to. Baltimore is a bit of a conundrum, too. Like, I love Lamar Jackson. I love Lamar Jackson. But it's like, um, do you trust them ever? No, because he has those kind of games. Yeah, I mean, you know, they made it sound like he, the Baltimore franchise is an idiot for not putting L- Jackson's contract exactly the same thing that Deshaun Watson got. One bad contract doesn't set the precedent for a whole bunch of them afterwards. Speaking of which, by the time Deshaun Watson is eligible to play, this season will be over for the Browns. Oh, a little uh, golf clap oh, for golf Chris. Clap for Chris Andrews right there. Absolutely. <laughs> you don't have to pay. Just because one guy got paid too much doesn't mean you need to overpay the next guy. Okay. Do you know how the agents look at that? They're like, that's the market. That's the market, yeah. And then, like, you know, you watch the talking heads on ESPN. Baltimore was, they're a bunch of idiots for not matching that. I mean, that was the, one of the worst, the wor- probably the worst contract in the history of pro sports. And I don't have to match that if I'm an owner of Baltimore. Golf clap from Kelly Bidlin, the ultimate sign of praise. What's next, Kelly? Or uh, afternooning? Afternoon? Afternoon. Yes. 4.05 Eastern time, Jets at Broncos. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Jets are feel the excitement. <laughs> Jets are 4-2, and two, baby. I mean, the Jets have players. Good on the Jets. They drafted so well. We knew it at the time. It's manifested. Uh, Zach Wilson didn't have that good of a game. 10 of 18, 10 forward passes complete for 110 yards. Zero touchdowns, zero picks. He was sacked twice. Brees Hall. How much did we love Brees Hall at Iowa State? 20 carries for 116 and that big touchdown that uh, regained the two-score lead for the Jets late. One of 11 on third downs. Have a game, Quinn and Williams, though, on defense. <clears throat> Two sacks, three quarterback hits, one forced fumble, one blocked field goal. That's a game. Uh, Braxton Berrios, 20-yard touchdown uh, run. That put the Jets up 10-3 to with 8-19 left in the third quarter. 
and they scored 227 later when Pat O'Donnell's punt attempt was blocked and returned by Will Parks to the house 17 to 3. Green Bay was swimming upstream thereafter. And then Denver coming off a bye here. Oh, God. Denver sight unseen. Uh, Denver tonight. Oh, Denver tonight. I'm sorry. Denver tonight. Denver tonight yeah. against the Chargers. P- pardon me. So Denver on a short week. But sight unseen, I mean, I'll just put a placeholder. We can't make the Jets a favorite. Denver minus one and a half. I like your number better. I, I was thinking one and a half or two, but it's three Denver pretty much everywhere. Even three with some juice on the Jeez, favorite. No respect. I'm going to open it three just, you know, because I, I don't want to go crazy until I see the Broncos tonight. But, uh, well, this Bronco team is not that good. And you're right, though. The Jets finally have a couple of players. Oh. And Robert Sala, I think, has a chance to be a good coach. He's got receipts. He's got he's got a chance. You know, the Jets can poison almost anybody. But I think Robert Sala has a chance. Just when the Mets disappointed Jeff Parlay, now he's being sucked in by the Jets. Oh, boy. Could the Jets be a playoff team? Could they? Coming back, guessing lines, looking for value, numbers game, Visa, and the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to the best betting talent in the game. If you have not subscribed yet, VSIN has a midseason offer to make you smarter, better. Sign up now for just $99 and get VSIN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl. You'll get everything VSIN has to offer, including our 24 7 live shows and subscriber only betting guides to college bowl season and the Super Bowl, all for less than the normal monthly rate. You'll also get VSIN subscriber only season prep guides to the NHL, NBA, and World Cup. World Cup coming up in November. It's the best bet in the game. $99 for VEASAN Pro. Now through the Super Bowl, sign up at vcin.com slash subscribe. Kelly, you got World Cup fever? Oh, yeah. Yep. Watch <laughs> out for that Polish side. I think they're real talented heading into this year's World Cup. <laughs> that's a no. Okay, so just let me interpret for yeah, you, Chris. Yeah, yeah, that's a no. That's a no. I got to tell you, we're going to do a monster handle on World Cup this year. Oh, I'm sure you are. Yeah. What time will games be up to? Well, we're open idea? 24 hours a day, so that's what I'm telling yeah. you. We're going to do a big handle on it. Yeah. I mean... It's just going to be like betting tennis like I do like all year round where the match is in the middle of the night. But this is betting World Cup games. But it's the middle of football season. No one's going to care. Yeah, We'll bet it, though. But if you can't watch it. Yeah, it makes it tough. Yeah. It's like always those Olympics, you know what I mean, that were that the middle of the night and then they replay them. You know what I mean? Like in primetime NBC. Oh, like everybody's nobody wants to watch sports by the time you wake up. I just want to say this because it occurs to me that I need to say this. If people just landing on this show for the first time, like, boy, this guy is really like sour on the NFL. Uh, I'm having a great year. Right. So on the podcast, mm-hmm. beating the book podcast, I am 13 and five. We do three picks a week. So I'm 13 and five ATS in millions. Eh, a little more pedestrian, 17 and 13. I'm not winning anything doing that, but you know, in real life, Nothing wrong with 17 and 13. So it's not like I'm coming from a position of not doing well with this. I'm just coming from a position of I have not recognized much value in this card yet at all for week seven. And we don't want to just make it up. We just want to be honest. By the way, we get tweets at beating the book. (laughs) No one one seems to care about the football games. They seem to care more about Robert Kraft. Harold Irving. Will TB12 take the cue from Kraft and uh, marry someone half the age next time? How about betting ombre? <laughs> betting ombre. Question for the new bride. What first attracted you to the billionaire Robert Kraft? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. He loves surprise parties. <laughs> I mean, where do we begin? <laughs> oh, man. All right. 
<laughs> on that note, <laughs> how about Texans at Raiders, 4.05 Eastern time? Oh, are we talking about two teams off a of bye? Yes, we are. Well, there you go. Texans at the Raiders. Texans are 1-3-1. One, and one. Remember, they were the last winless team in football before they won. And then there's the Raiders, who are 1-4, who are really the team that has underperformed record-wise of, of their actual, let's say, skill set. And it's just been one tough loss after another for the Raiders, the most recent of which, remember, was against the Chiefs, where they were up. What were they up, 17 to nothing in that game? Yeah. Against the Chiefs? Yeah. Uh, well, let's just cut to the chase. I'll say Raiders, it's more than a touchdown. I'll say minus seven and a half. Uh, once again, my power ratings come to exactly six and a half. It's seven everywhere. I like the seven better because this is a case where we're looking at what's the next number. I think seven and a half is more likely than six and a half, even though that's what my power. Uh, I always tell everybody, power ratings is just a place to start. You know, that, that, don't get married to your power rating. Can we go back to what you were just saying there? Because people might have missed your first explanation about that. You as a bookmaker are trying to anticipate the more likely tick, upwards right. or downwards. Right. So that informs what you're going to put the number at initially. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, I could be as wrong as anybody else. But what do I think? Right. I think 7.5 is more likely than 6.5. So that's why I have no problem opening at 7. It's a more, dis- I guess what I'm saying is it's a more distilled way of looking at anticipating line movement. Well, I think when you're dis- debating between two numbers, yeah. you know, again, as a bookmaker, as a handicapper, you're you're in a different area. But as a bookmaker, I'm looking, where, where am I likely to go? Where am I most likely to move to next? Yeah. I think seven and a half in this case is more likely than six and a half. And I would imagine you're rarely wrong about that. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> he caught it. He caught it. I can't get one by it. He's like, okay. All right. Is there anything else we need to say about the Texans and the Raiders? I mean, the Raiders are just. You Let's look, go back to Robert Kraft. One of the greatest yeah. one in four teams of all time. I think we can say that. Are the Giants one of the worst five and ones of all yes. time? Yeah. So are the Vikings. Boy, they're oh, Vikings to are five and one. Vikings they're five, are five and one. And literally, I didn't realize the that. only difference between them and previous years is that the Plinko chip goes there. It's way. all yeah. it is. It's all it is, Gil. All right, and I'm okay. Captain Viking. And still you are five, ca- one of the worst five and one teams ever. Kelly was, in fact, a Viking at one point <laughs> in his life. <laughs> all right. Next up, Seahawks and Chargers, 425 Eastern. Time. Okay. Chargers haven't played yet. They played a night. By the way, do you have any play on the Monday night game? Let's spend I a little nothing. time on this. I mean, lean Chargers definitely here tonight, but I, I got nothing. I think I'm going to take my small winning week in the NFL and be happy. Boy, this got up to six, huh? Or no, I'm sorry. I was looking at. Uh, I already told you what my guess. What my guess is here for six for for this one on this one uh, coming game. Uh, but tonight four and a half s- is what we're at here. Yeah. Well, so four my so now. here's my self-loathing. At the beginning of last week, I was like, I had two survivor entries. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to go Rams and I'm going to go Chargers. And I switched the Chargers to the Bucks. So I hate myself right mm-hmm. now. Unless the Chargers lose tonight. In which case, I will go back to signing a peace treaty with myself. <laughs> but Chargers minus four. Um, so then, so my so my betting and survivor brain is now rooting actively against the Chargers, so I don't hate myself. But if I were actually to bet this game pre-flop, my answer would be no, thank you. I'll watch it and I'll bet in game. You too, Kelly? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, and I'm a little surprised, Chris. I don't know how you guys are doing here, but it it, it seems like we've. Seen Broncos money in the market, and that that surprises me a bit. Yeah, a ton of it. I opened the game six. That does surprise me. Yeah, I kind of I thought six was a good number. Um, yeah, 
we're down to four. And, I mean, the money has definitely showed on Denver in this game, which I'm pretty surprised. Again, would any outcome surprise you tonight? Like, if the Broncos <laughs> beat them, wouldn't surprise you. If yeah. the Chargers won by seven, wouldn't surprise you. Seattle, three and three at the Chargers next week. Geno Smith in the Seahawks win over the Cardinals again, where the Cardinals only could muster three offensive points against a previously sieve of a defense in Seattle. Geno Smith, 20 of 31 for 197. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked five times. Six carries for 48 yards. It is Geno Smith's third straight game without a turnover. And the Seahawks, again, did not allow an offensive touchdown. They had given up 11 <laughs> touchdowns the previous two games. Kenneth Walker III in Rashad Penny's absence, 21 for 97 and a touchdown. And I'll say it again. I'm saying week after week, we all owe Pete Carroll an apology. Stand in line. All you people who have been killing Pete Carroll, who can't admit that you were wrong, well, admit it. They are doing well on the ground. And you know what? That whole Geno Smith-Drew Locke thing, he was right about it in the end. Wait, wait, wait. I got, we I want to kill him. But he might be right. Sure, sure, sure. But we could kill him. Why can't I kill him for what he's done in seasons past? Oh, sure. I can applaud him for what he's doing this year. Sure. That's what I mean. I mean, look at He's having a great year this year. Having a great year. But he wasted part of Russell Wilson's career. Yeah, he did that. Yeah, I mean, he was (laughs) horrific in those years. I'm just saying this year. This season, I'm talking about the specifics of this year. We all owe him an apology. I had them penciled in as the worst team in the NFL. Yeah. Yep. Obviously, I was wrong. And Geno Smith is good at football. Continues to lead the league in completion percentage. Anyways, mentioned earlier, I guess this at six. I have the Chargers minus six. Uh, Sight unseen. My so, power ratings come to seven. That's pretty much what it is everywhere. We talk about what's the next number. I don't know what the next number would be here. Might be seven and a half. I don't know. But I think seven's a good place to start because I really don't know what the next number would be. And, of course, Chargers sight unseen tonight. If they, no. I mean, again, would they surprise you if they beat Denver by 21 tonight? Not really. Not me. I mean, or if they lost outright. Again, not me. So I'm, I think seven's a good placeholder. That's where I'm going to start. I hate to keep uh, harping on Survivor because I'm obsessed. Again, 300. It's just a, the Circa one specifically. How many are left in Circa? 382 out of 6133. So we're talking 6.2% of the entire pool. You got one left? I got one left. 6.2%. Now, the Chargers tonight, 43 people have the Chargers. 43 entries have the Chargers. I would have been one of them if I had stuck to my guns. So I am now actively rooting for these 43 to go down. Sorry, 43 Chargers people. But if that happens, then we're talking that over 50% of the field went down this week. Here, here are the percentages every week in this particular, but this is a reflection of survivors around, around the country. Week one, 56.22% of Circa survivors fell. Week two, 25.07%. Week three, 22.96%. Week four, 21.16%. Last week, 41.24% of the remaining survivors. And this week, so far, 46.8%. This is, wow, we're not getting to Christmas. <laughs> we're ba- we're going to get to Thanksgiving, though. Yeah. But, like, the notion of saving teams for Christmas, forget it. Yeah. Anyway, that's how many people have the Chargers tonight, which makes them, what, the uh, the fifth most popular team this week? Got to get that extra sure. mil, though, Gil. Yeah, no, I'm meal. done because I have the Rams, so I'm, I'm out of that sweepstakes. Chargers, the sixth most popular team this week in Survivor. 
you imagine there's some people out there like, I got to get that seventh mil. Got to yeah, save yeah. the Six mil is not enough. Got to save the rent. But as I said, last year, those, some of those guys who got to the end, they were all about the seventh mil. So let me not uh, besmirch those who might think that way. Coming back one more afternoon, some primetime games. It's a numbers game at Vista, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on a numbers game, back on guessing lines for week number seven in the National Football League. Gil Alexander, Chrissy Andrews, Kelly Bidlin here as well. And once again, uh, this goes on the podcast feed, on the Beating the Book podcast feed. If you missed any part of this, um, we are just amazed again, thankful of the numbers because we actually air this. We do this for two hours. And then it goes on the podcast feed, and the numbers are still great on there. So we do it that way. Also, the Megapod on Thursday is on the Beating the Book feed. But Numbers Game Tuesday through Friday is on a Numbers Game feed, just to sort of let you know how we parse out the podcast here. Uh, We have one more afternoon game for Week 7, Kelly? That we do. One more. The Kansas City Chiefs at the 49ers. Oh, well, there's a game. There you go. There's a game. Yeah. When that was like the big bad division a couple years ago. Best division of football. Uh, so KC, we talked about. Oh, maybe we didn't talk about because Buffalo. Uh, yeah, they're, they're yeah, off. we didn't talk yeah. about. It. So KC and Buffalo, that was the marquee matchup, obviously, of the weekend. You know, KC had eliminated Buffalo at Arrowhead in the divisional round, famously last year in January, or this year, I should say, but last year's uh, last season uh, in January, when the teams combined to score 25 points in the final two minutes of regulation, and the Chiefs won it on the first possession of overtime after winning the coin flip. Maybe the most awesome, amazing game in recent NFL history or all time. Uh, And it was the AFC championship. People tend to forget that Kansas City eliminated Buffalo in the AFC championship the year before that at Arrowhead. Well, not yesterday. Fourth and two at the Buffalo 15. 4.52 left in the first quarter. 0-0 game. Patrick Mahomes rushes for seven yards. Three plays later, he's picked by Kair Elam in the end zone. And were were you like me where you're like, whoa, that's Patrick Mahomes throwing that pass. What was he doing? Yep. But, you know, he gets away with that flip stuff all the time. I know. I almost said flip something else. That, that was one I could, I could live with, yeah. I guess, but it was still surprising to see. Fourth and goal at the KC3. Buffalo is uh, down 7-3, to three, 637 left in the second uh, quarter. Buffalo decides they're going to go for it instead of kick the field goal, and they fail. Allen, incomplete pass intended for Isaiah McKenzie. McKenzie just fell down. By the way, that wasn't at the three. I think I had the yard line wrong. But it was fourth, fourth. Well, maybe I was. But Isaiah McKenzie just falls down, and that's how that play breaks up. After the team's traded punts, Buffalo had a first and 10 at their own four with 129 left in the half. They're down uh, at this point seven to three. Own four-yard line, 129 left in the half. And this is where this game started to pick up. The Bills took 73 seconds to cover 96 yards, giving them a 10-7 to 7 lead. That left 12 seconds on the clock. And as we know from the yeah. postseason, way too much time for Patrick Mahomes. One second less than he had last year. That's I think, true. Right? One second less. Down 10-7. Buffalo, Buffalo even called a timeout to make sure they knew how to handle this. Like, all right, remember, this is the guy that got us uh, 13 seconds of field goal last year. Let's make sure we uh, take care of this. Nope. Mahomes to McKinnon for 19 he gets out of bounds with five seconds left. Then Mahomes to Kelsey, who goes to the ground after a nine-yard pickup, and Casey quickly calls timeout with one second left. And then Harrison Butker drills a 62-yard field goal that honestly looked like it would have been good from 68. Yeah. Maybe more. 10 to 10, we go to the half. Yeah, he had that easy. Fourth and three at the KC 46 now. We're in the second half. Let's, let's go forward. 17 to 17 game. Fourth and, through, uh, fourth and three at the KC 46 for Buffalo. 17-17. 14-17 left. 
The Bills go for it and fail. Allen, incomplete pass intended for Diggs. Now down 20 to 17, third and 10 for Buffalo at their own 35. Chris Jones blatantly trips Josh Allen right in front of the official. No call. Buffalo forced a punt. Josh Allen's like, did you, did you not see that? <laughs> I mean, the ref was at least two feet away. By the way, there was, there was, that, was that, that was a textbook trip. And then the Dallas-Philly game, there was like a textbook block in the back for Dallas. Yes. Yeah. And they yeah. picked up the flag. Yeah. yeah. I was like, if that's not a block, block in the back, what is? Anyway, it was a three-head out for Casey after that. So fourth and inches, down 20 to 17. This is the moment. Buffalo at their own 33, 344 left. Sneak. And what do you know, a conversion. Eight plays later, Allen to Dawson Knox, 14-yard touchdown pass, 24 to 20, Buffalo, 104 left. And everyone in the world is saying the same thing at this moment. Ah, oh, way too much time left for Patrick Mahomes. Well, it turns out it wasn't enough. After a defensive hold, 56 seconds left, Mahomes picked by Taron Johnson. They had a spy on Mahomes. Milano was spying him. He felt a little hurried. He throws the ball, Taron Johnson. And for all intents and purposes, that was ball game. That didn't shock you? Now, that, that one was shocking. I was like, oh, that, my that God. That was awful. I, I, had a bill, I had a Bill's bet in, uh, and that was... Yeah, you're sitting there and you're you're saying to yourself, "There's way too much time on the clock." This is Mahomes marching down the field here. Mahomes, 25 of 40 for 338, two touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked three times. Juju had himself a day, five for 113 in the touchdown. Kelsey, eight for 108. San Francisco, we talked about they lost to the Falcons. Jimmy G in defeat, 29 of 41 for 296, two touchdowns, two picks. He was not sacked. Kittle, eight for 93. Ayuk, eight for 83 for two touchdowns. I think they were both eight for 83. Pardon me. But the Niners, as we mentioned, were minus three in turnovers in that game against Atlanta. So this is clearly the best game of the day so far anyway. And I will say Kansas City on the road against San Francisco will be favored. Kansas City by three. That's exactly what my number is. That's exactly what is out there virtually everywhere. Be careful. Kansas City was a home dog last week. Yeah. Home dog to a road favorite. Doesn't I'm not work. saying getting married to any of these trends, but just be careful of that. But my numbers come to three, and at three, I, I think I'd you, probably pass. You act like you've done this for 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and It's 43, but hey, who's counting? Hey, Gil, what's the one bet I've made so far? Chiefs on the road, there. two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> And when I was making the bet last night, I thought like Chris was making fun of earlier. I'm like, two and a half. I'm never going to see this again. I, I think I think Chrissy just spit it out our Beeson pro tip of the hour. We'll, we'll repeat that coming up. Okay. It's, it's about, I mean, it's not 100%, obviously, but I think, I think last I looked, like about 62% over like the last decade or so. Bet against a home dog that has gone to a road favorite. The road favorite after a home dog. And Kelly, that's your one. Kelly's one in his account. All right, let's go to Sunday yeah. night. I think you said it right. I said it wrong. Sunday night, Steelers at Dolphins. All right, Steelers now two and four. Dolphins fall to three and three. So many three and threes. Pittsburgh, as we mentioned, snapping a four-game losing streak, missing almost his entire starting secondary, and somehow they still beat the Bucks. Kenny Pickett, 11 for 18 for 67 yards, one touchdown, no picks. He was sacked once, pushed to the ground, legally, by the way. By Tampa Bay linebacker Devin White, shortly after throwing a pass in the third quarter. Pickett status going forward, uncertain. Uncertain, Steelers fans. Mitch Trubisky came in, 9 of 12 for 144. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked once. He, re- he lost the starting job to Pickett at halftime of a loss to the Jets a couple weeks ago, October 2nd. 
But as I mentioned earlier, he remained one of the team's captains. Kind of tells you how he, uh, a testament to how he's handled uh, his demotion. Trubisky came in for Kenny Pickett to throw a six-yard touchdown pass in the fourth quarter, and then so much more, as we mentioned. Claypool, seven for 96 and a touchdown. Um, fourth and one at the Tampa Bay, 11 earlier in this game, 9-10 left in the first quarter. They went for it, converted on a rush two plays later. Pickett to Harris, six-yard touchdown pass. First touchdown pass of Pickett's career put Pittsburgh up 7 and nothing. They never trailed in this game. But as we mentioned earlier, the big plays from Trubisky late. Third and 15 converted, third and 11 converted, both to Claypool to clinch the game for the Steelers. Way to go, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, and listen, his, his, I think I told you his QBR was number two in the uh, on yesterday's performances, only surpassed by Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Uh, another guy coming off the trash heap. But I, you me, know, the me, Steelers me, played hard. They played hard yesterday. They, they really did. did. And then there's Miami, three-game losing streak now, scoring 17 or fewer in each. They had a fourth and one at their own 34, down 10 to 3, 13, 32 left in the third quarter. They lined up to punt. They snapped it to the up back. They failed to convert. Didn't come back to haunt the Dolphins. Fourth and five at their own 48, 608 left, down 16 to 10. Bridgewater to Hill for 14 yards, and Miami was in business. But two plays later, and this was the play of the game, second and 14 from the Minnesota 42 with 422 left. They're down six. Bridgewater to Jalen Waddle. He gets past the sticks. And then he's tackled by Harrison Smith, and he fumbles, recovered by the Vikings. Cameron Bynum, and two plays later, Dalvin Cook went 53 yards of the house, and after a two-point conversion, 24-10, ball game, 315 left for all intents and purposes. Bridgewater did throw a pick on the second play of the subsequent drive, just in case there were any doubts that it wasn't ball game. So Skylar Thompson ended up 7-13 of 13 for 89, no touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. He hurt his thumb. Bridgewater came in, 23-34 of 34 for 329, your guy Teddy. Two touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked five times. He replaced Thompson with about 11 minutes left in the first half. Hill, 12 for 177. Waddle, 6 for 129 and a fumble loss, that big fumble loss. The Dolphins held Minnesota to 11 first downs. They held Minnesota to 2 of 12 on third downs. They outgained Minnesota 458 to 234. Their defense sacked Kirk Cousins three times. They had seven quarterback hurries, four tackles for a loss. Minnesota had 15 drives, 13 of which were three plays or less. But the Dolphins had 10 penalties for 97 yards, five on one drive, and they were minus three in turnovers, as we mentioned. Led to 10 Vikings points, including the big one. It was all penalties and turnovers for the Dolphins. That was my biggest bet of the year on the Vikings, biggest bet this season. That was the most painful game I've watched in I don't know how long. That was a terrible football game. I'll give my guess here. You'll tell us what the number is, what number you're going to post after the break here. I'll say Miami minus four and a half on this one. But we don't know the status of Kenny Pickett. Could be Mitch Trubisky, and I guess we're Teddy Bridgewater, but I guess we have to check on Tua, too. Because Tua, Tua looks like he's... Tua's supposed to play. Yeah, Tua might play now. Um, Boy, I got minus four and a half. We'll find out what, what uh, Chrissy will post after the show. On the other side, in the Monday night game as well. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. It's Gil Alexander, Chrissy Andrews, Kelly Bidlin. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Mark Geiger, resident in-house attorney. He says, is it time for Brady to go? Just my opinion, but he missed a bunch of camp. This is your uh, this is your spiel, Chrissy. Runs to New York City for a party, sans the missus, meets the team in Pitt, and proceeds to stink up the joint as a 10-point chalk with uh, while blaming the offensive line. Inquiring minds respectfully request others' opinions. Thank you. Well, you've given yours. Yeah. I, I, he doesn't look like he's all in. You know, the thing is, his whole career, he's been all in. Yes. Now he doesn't look like it. He is not all in. Uh, Las Vegas Chris chiming into that. Divorce, new coach, no Gronk, injury-ridden team. All variables of merit, he says. <laughs> that means. Bill Hooker, 
I switched from the Eagles to the Bucks. Then he calls himself a name. So there's that. <laughs> uh, and again, I switched from the Chargers to the Bucks. So please, Chargers lose. So I don't hate myself. Carl Newfeld. Hey, looks like Pete Carroll knew that uh, he kept the better quarterback and got way under the salary cap. Maybe he made Russell Wilson into a much better quarterback. He doesn't say Kelly at the end, but he might as well have. <laughs> it's insinuated. Yeah. Power play picks. Do you see any value in Travis Kelsey as offensive player of the year? I've yet to see a team find a way to stop him. Raiders were close, quote unquote, holding him to 27 yards, but he still had four touchdowns. Yeah. So we're talking about AP offensive player of the year, yeah. which traditionally does not go to a quarterback. Cooper Cup, the yeah. rating winner. Does it go to a tight end, though? If there ever was a tight end, yeah. it'd be this guy. Yeah. It's not a bad call. Yeah, I can see it. Hey, you're right. The only they yeah. quote unquote held him the four touchdowns. Yeah. I don't know about that. There's short shots right now. Jalen Hurts five to one. Justin Jefferson six to one. Cooper Cup uh, plus seven fifty. Kelsey all the way at fifty to one. I understand the thinking. Mm-hmm. All right, so we went back to the Sunday night game. Yeah, uh, I had Miami minus four and a half hosting Pittsburgh, and your number is uh, my number comes to six and a half. It's seven everywhere. Wow, Boy, I have a lot of. Ooh. I have a deep lack of faith right now in this Miami team. Laying seven seems high. Pittsburgh's defense is good. They play. I mean, yeah. you know, they're missing, you know, half their defensive yeah. backfield and still played really well, yeah. you know, against Tom Brady, you know. So yeah. I, I think it, seven's too high. You're right. I mean, I should, even as that comes out of my mouth, I'm like, well, where does Pittsburgh's defense being good end and where does Tampa Bay sucking begin? Well, it's a little bit of both, yeah. really. You know, they, they played hard. That's the thing. They really played hard. And, you know, when they against Buffalo the week before, they came out like they pinned Buffalo at the three on the opening kickoff. I'm thinking, I don't know if we're going to win. We're going to play hard. And next play, they go 98 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> and, they, and then they, all the air was let out of their balloon. Then they did not play hard from there. But they played hard yesterday. And I think they'll play hard in Miami, too. Both teams play hard, Kelly. Both teams play hard. Rasheed Wallace, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Monday night. There'll be more Steelers fans there. I'll tell you that much. Patriots. Bears at Patriots. Monday night. <laughs> Patriots. Bears. Bears are two and four. They got extra rest after that uh, Washington debacle on Thursday. And the Patriots, who I loved uh, last week, didn't play them yesterday. But they're coming off two blowout wins. Yeah. Patriots are three and three. Justin Fields. Was 14 of 27 Thursday night for 191 touchdown, one pick. He was sacked five times, 12 carries for 88 yards because Luke Getze doesn't let him do his thing. No, you must be a pocket quarterback and I must make you good from the pocket. And so all Bears, teammates, and fans and backers will suffer. Just let him run, let him roll out and throw. New England, Bill Belichick with his 324th career win yesterday. That ties George Hallis for second on the NFL's career list. John, uh, excuse me, Don Shula, 347, 23 wins away for number one. Yeah. Bailey Zappi, 24 of 34 for 309, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. I think it was on, I don't know if it was on a numbers game. I think it was on Beating the Book Megapod where I said, when I was making the Patriots pick a couple of weeks ago, where I was like, they might even be as good with Zappi. And people were like, you're crazy. But I was like, Mac Jones has thrown tons of passes into defenders' chests this year that have mysteriously bounced off. Like, there were two pick sixes that they just got stupid lucky about. Zappy doesn't do that. 
Stevenson, 19 of 76, 19 for 76 on the ground, two touchdowns. The Patriots were plus three in turnovers, as we mentioned, against the Browns. They did have 12 penalties for 92 yards. Uh, they had a fourth and goal at the Cleveland two with 734 left in the first quarter. They opted for a 19-yard field goal. Of all these fourth downs we've talked about for the whole show, it finally took us to get to the Patriots. We're like, oh, fourth and goal at the two. They kicked a field goal. So Bill Belichick still is all about, you know what? I'm actually going to take the three points here. Yeah. I don't feel compelled to go for it every damn time. I got New England minus seven and a half. Got to be more than a touchdown. Yeah, it's funny. My numbers come to seven and a half. There's a lot of seven and a half out there. I see a lot of eights. I like the eight better. Oh, I do too. Even though my number comes to seven and a half, and it's there. But I'm going to open eight. I just I like that number a little bit better. I think it's uh, who's going to beat down the doors about the, the Bears plus seven and a half. Zero people. Yeah. I honestly, like, I know usually, I mean, typically on this show, the point of this show is, oh, my number is so far off, therefore I like this team. I may like the Patriots more than anything we've talked about really? today. Like in this Monday really? night game. Okay. How is, uh, Bill Belichick takes away your best thing on offense. Yep. Yeah. Right, so Nick Chubb yesterday yeah, held nothing. him under 100 yards of coverage. So what's that what's on the, Chicago? I was just going to say, <laughs> what's the best thing on the Bears offense? What do you even pick? Probably Fields <laughs> running out of the pocket. I mean, yeah, I get it. Chris is right. Just, yeah. just keep him in the You're pocket. Force yeah. him to stay in the pocket and throw. Which the coach wants him to do anyway. So the, the game that I had the Patriots two weeks ago was against Dan Campbell. And I said on the megaphone, I was like, I don't know how I know this. But I just know that Dan Campbell's not beating Bill Belichick. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I will say the same about this game. And I will lay the points. Here. You've had a good feel for this team so far yeah. this year. And Patriots are one of those teams. Where I'm like, I have no idea who they are. Oh, see, I think I have a better. I think they're more dependable. At least you know what their brand is. Mm. As opposed to the Chargers and the Cardinals and all these other teams are like, what are we getting from week to week? The Patriots. Colts. Patriots, I think you know what you're getting. You're getting ground control offense with hopefully a quarterback that doesn't make mistakes. And they're going to be sound to some degree on defense. I don't know. But besides the Patriots, what do you like best this week? Well, I like the Cowboys. I think I like the Cowboys. I, I like too. the Cowboys laying the seven. So now, I like the Steelers taking seven. I do too. I mean, honestly, if we're talking ourselves into these, those are the ones that I think raise yeah, I, the antenna the most. I don't see anything else really that I like that. Um, after that, I would be forced. I'm in a contest where you have to pick all 16 games and rank them, you know, one of those. Against the spread or just one? Yeah, against the spread. Oh, okay. Man, man, oh, man, I don't know where the hell I'm going with this this week. Well, what, what stinks, though, about what we're saying this is we have somehow gravitated towards the biggest spreads on the board or some of the biggest ones here this week and have gone in both directions. But yeah. still, none of the ones that are lined shorter we're attracted to in any way. Like, just think about some of these that we've talked about. And let's start with Thursday. Okay. New Orleans at Arizona. God, who knows? No flipping idea. Atlanta at Cincinnati. I mean, that's kind of tough, even though I like the Bengals generally better, but still. Um, yeah, I'm not laying By the six. way, I hate to interrupt, but Kelly, I said I was going to open two and a half on the Jags. I'm going to have to open at three because I see now three with juice on the favorite. Mm. So I got to open three because they'll probably lay me the three. I'm sorry. No, no, you're talking about the uh, the Jags-Giants game? Jags-Giants game, yeah. So the Jaguars, the 2-4 and four Jaguars are favored by 3 over yeah, the I think I like the Giants a little bit there. Put my name next to the Giants. Yeah, if you're giving me the full 3 and now. 3 plus, you, you could probably get 3 even money right now. 
I have been hesitant to like back the Giants at any yeah. point this year, but if you're yeah. giving me three here against the Jaguars, what have the Jaguars done to inspire a three-point favorite? And here? I give them half a point for a home field advantage. Chris Valika live texting us, by the way. Um, What's Valika say? He says he's not watching any NBA this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a joke. <laughs> um, okay, uh, this is our pro tip of the hour. Let's get that. Uh, we want to make sure we get this. Uh, we were debating what to say, but we'll, we'll go with yours, Chrissy, um, because we did get a text also from, and I want to shout out, uh, this is from Isaac Meyer, who also uh, texted this. He goes, yesterday, Arizona was a road favorite after being a home dog last week. Hmm, talking about what you were talking about. And that's our pro tip of the uh, of the hour here, which is Chiefs were a home dog this past week, a road favorite this coming week. Be careful. That is a, you know, we don't usually talk about trends, but that's one that you sub- you have subscribed to for all your years. I, you, you know who turned me on to that one? My Uncle Jack. And if Jack turns you on to one, <laughs> you, Jack you can follow a lot of worse guys than My Uncle Jack. Jack knows some stuff. Yes, he does. That was our pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show. That means at least 20 a day. I've done the math. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. The Lombardi line is next. Enjoy from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.